And welcome back. Um, Brandon? Yes, Dave. I'm I think we have problems. Houston, we have problems. Yeah, I'm I'm going not going to disagree with you. Um, we've been out ice fishing a few times now and today we were out at Loberg and it was cold. It was cold. It was uh, I think up. it got down to like minus 15, minus somewhere in that range. Bloody cold. I mean, it's below about somewhere between 0 and 10 below. You get to this point where just it's so just cold. When we got on the lake, when we started out it was like about oh, five below, but it wasn't bad. I don't. I think it was more than that. I want to say, I'm I'm gonna look because I want to say it felt. Because we checked the cam and it said 15 below. Right. Right. When we got on the lake. And that was so, that was the cam that was like a mile away from so us. So it's on the, highway. the the traffic cam about a mile ish away that's live recording the weather. I have a feeling that if we look at this now. It's, it's saying about the same, but, man. It feels so much cold. It could have just been the sun beating down it, on us. That could very so You don't well realize be. how much that sun just beating on your skin, not yeah. on our skin, but on our stuff. Like, yep. I felt warmer. Well, and we also went from in a warm vehicle right. to stepping out in the cold. Right. And there's always that, oh, it's ain't too bad kind of a feeling. Right. Right. And then got in the tent, got our heaters going, and jackets came off, and... Well, and by the time and we got we to were, the end, what we really were warm. Sh- yeah, well, what, what really shoved us off the lake was not anything like the fish. Well, well hey, the fish weren't really biting. No, no. I, and, and that's that's a whole that's part of the discussion. Yeah, coming. right. Exactly, exactly. But the other piece was is we went through a lot of propane, more propane than we've ever Ooh. gone through out here. We went through like four bottles, four bottles, little, little bottles, four little bottles plus rem- remnants of other ones. Yeah, so probably five. five. Let's go with five little bottles. Five little bottles to keep us warm for. Four hours, probably a bottle an hour. Yeah, maybe a little more. That uh, was. So we got as soon as those things dropped, to, and we had those things going high. The the dual buddy heaters, with right. the, the two burners, those things, both of them going on either end of an eight foot or what was that? I think it's ten by ten foot, ten by six. Anyway, not that big of a space, and we were comfortable. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. And uh, when those things went out, uh uh-uh. uh, it's like oh. All the ice, like the the condensation on the side of the tent, froze up, and you're like, "Oh, well, well it just dropped significantly." Exactly. So, so, so that being said, when you got out of the tent, you're already a little chilly, right? And now there's not the sun beating down on you, yep. and it felt every bit of ten below that it's saying on the truck as we're driving home right now. Yeah. You know, this uh, suburban's not. It's a 2004, so it's maybe not the most accurate, but accurate enough. Enough to know it's bloody cold, so, and yeah. So, uh, uh, ice fishing thoughts. I think we, our- have, we have the tent, and you know, just so everyone gets an idea. Like I said, we're you know, ten by six ish, somewhere in that range. It's the, it's probably like one step down from one of the bigger ones you can get. It's yeah. it's a bigger tent. Yeah, little pop outside, automatic. You don't have to put poles through it or anything. You just you know push the sides out. There you go. We have a. Uh, it's kind of like an insulated ground blind that you use for deer hunting in the lower yeah, 48. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't even know if it's insulated though. Although, well, I'll bet mine you it's, is it, not. Huh? Mine's not. This tent back here we have with us is not insulated. Oh, I would think it would it's have just a fabric. little fabric. Well, is there a little bit of fabric in there? Nope. Is a little bit of quilting in there? Nope. Because I was noticing as we were sitting there, as the sun shining down on us, I could see spots where the sun's shining through the tent wall where it's just been loved. It is an older tent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So anyway, it's yeah. not insulated. You can get ones that are insulated. This one is not. So. Note to self: If you get one, get an insulated one. Absolutely. It, you will save yourself on propane, but just in terms of you know extending your season a little bit, maybe on either side where it's 
you don't have to run things quite as hard. And yep. If it gets cold on you, you're a little warmer. Sure. So, so we have we have the tent. We have a the setup we're running right now is a uh, a cooler. And that what size cooler is that? That's a 48 quart. 48 quart. Yeah, 52, somewhere in there. Something like that. It's the bigger cooler. Yeah. And we have in there, <laughs> and this is a setup that my dad came up with. And it's not a bad idea. It it, it really isn't. But go ahead and describe it yeah. so he knows what so it is. So inside of that, he put a couple, he super glued some pool noodles, like the little foamy pool noodles right. to the side. Put some nice little cuts in there so you can put poles vertically in there, which is okay. The well, problem is, is there's so many of them. Well, and I can say, now here's the thing. Look at it from his point of view. We'll just take a step back. Yep, yep. We're usually just the two of us, maybe yeah. possibly three kids. Yeah. Okay, he had how many of you kids? Well, and that's what he's looking at. His mind goes to, well, there was there was five kids in our family, and his Plus mind mom. goes to, okay, if we're gonna go out there, we're gonna take, you know, my, you know, Austin was my my nephew and Austin's friend and my daughter, and then the two of us, and we all want to have poles, and we want to have extra poles in case something breaks. So we're gonna have, you know, a possibility of and like you can fit that six many poles in there, and I'm like. You can't put that many lines down there. Well, and you can't tent. put them. Yeah, you can't put them guys in that tent. It's really not that big a space. Yeah, I mean, so, the two of us with uh, the kids is about its limit. Yep. I mean, three holes is all the really you can more you uh, fish. Yeah, I agree. And but that's just the way my dad's mind was going when he was thinking of this. Right. So we have this big old cooler, and he has a tackle box box in there, which is great if you're standing on this riverbank and you need a whole bunch of different things, but to throw down oh, in, I, into the, the ice. I, but. Again, the first time you do something. Yeah. Maybe not. Like, there's, like, you go, you get it all done. You know, that was really cool. I put a lot of energy and effort into it, sure. and it works. So you just kind of do it. Sure. Versus, you know, the second iteration, you solve those quirks. So yeah. I guess that's where we're at. We're, we're at the solve the quirk yeah. space. So, and uh, so, and it's, the rest, the other things we have, I'm just going to, like, lay out of all the stuff we had with us. Yeah, yeah. So we had the, in that cooler is also, so there's probably seven, eight poles in that cooler. <laughs> yeah. Good lord, and lines getting tangled and other stuff, and just ugh. even with those pool noodles up there, they kind of they don't sit in there very well, and it just they get tangled. So, and then there is a little propane burner in there to put on a little teeny propane bottle. He had a spare propane bottle in there, which was actually kind of a, a blessing in disguise. I don't there. know if he threw that in there or we did from last time. I don't know. Either way, there was a propane, a little propane bottle in yeah. there, and then there was ah, goodness. well, there's the ice spoons. You there's know, two. Yep, the ice strainers. Two ice, two ice strainers. You don't need. I mean, I can understand having two and having one at the tr- truck. Yeah. Because the other problem that you run into with all this is it starts adding up to weight. And, like, when we're yeah. pulling it out there across the snow, I mean, yep. there's six inches of snow on this sure. lake. And it just gets to the point where you're just, like, going, okay. like. And that's not a lot of snow. I've, I've pulled those sleds across where there's a foot and a half of snow. Right. And, and it, it just sucks. It sucks because it's just that the sled's not light. Yeah. And then you throw in the the cooler and the auger and the and the. And, and we brought the spare hand auger in case the auger didn't work. And I don't know. I. I I, I, okay, so if you're going a long ways across the ice, yeah. first of all, we'd probably have a sled and yep. just, you know, zoom across, True. number one. But number two, in this, on on Loberg. It's not that far. It's not that far. We should have just left the, the thing there. We should have. And just, you know, gone from there. Yeah. You know, again, it's just a matter of what do you really need to take. And I think, that's, I think I'm becoming more of a minimalist in what I want to take out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I... I don't know. It's just a lot of garbage, and by the time you get all your garbage laid out. And True. And when you're taking kids, you want minimal garbage. Yeah. Like, if that's your goal is to be able to get the kids out there and get them enjoying what they're doing, you don't want to have a bunch of crap all over the place. It's just 
much, much more of a hassle. So well, and then you end up spending twenty minutes cleaning up yeah. around everybody, right? and uh, yeah, and you so, don't want to leave any trash when you yeah. walk out. You know, yeah, all I think that there, stuff. There's also about one, two, three, four, four little rod holders in there, of multiple different styles. There's a couple that are designed to clip onto buckets. There's a couple that are you know stand on the ice alone, and it's uh, just too much. Right. Too so much. a couple of things that I think that I look at is I kind of go, I think we should try and simplify it to a five-gallon bucket each dude okay. max. Sure. So the idea being is that, I mean, we're both in the point where we kind of, you never know when you both of us could go, and it's kind of handy to have a little bit of redundancy. Yeah. But, like, I have those little, they were a dollar fifty at Walmart, these little, like, ta- mini tackle boxes. Yeah. And then there's, yep. like, hooks. And one had, like, hooks, swivels, and that was it. The other one had all my weight. Well, you can get those. Did you make that, or did you buy it that way? Those? Yeah. I made them. Yeah, I was, okay. so, so I, I, I bought all say. the pieces and put them in yes. there. And so, I mean, they, I mean, they could. I mean, in theory, I could take one of each and stuff it in a back pocket of my of my pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. They're that small. Yep. I mean, it's the small dollar fifty ones. Like I said, they're cheap. Yeah. Uh, but the advantage to it is, is I think that's all the more you need, and your bait, which you don't need that much. Uh, well, the bait. Okay, so you have a bait bucket. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's going in your bucket. Right, right, but that's going in your bucket. Gallon. But the other thing I think you need is so you have a five gallon bucket for hauling stuff around. Sure. You never know. Yeah. And, you know, so you have that. You have small amount. You just need some small hooks. Yeah. I don't need 35,000 hooks. I don't need, you know, all the different little spoons and yeah. jigs. and. You maybe need two different size hooks. And you can even get away with one, one size hook. But within that little box, you have enough different, different holes that I could throw in two different size hooks. No yes. problem. Yep. Yeah. So having said that, I look at this and I kind of go, <sighs> I still say that's about the bigger. Okay, maybe you need a third one. But again, I doubt it. I doubt it. And then I say inside that bucket, you need a couple of pop-ups. Now those Fraybill pop-ups, those orange ones that I have, yeah, those actually are designed to fit in a five-gallon bucket. So they're designed uh, to stack in them. We need we need to figure out a better way to reel those suckers. Yeah, and I will guarantee you, if we had one of those big fatty fish that were on there, yeah, that we saw floating around, hook into that, that would be a pain in the butt to reel. Yeah, it would have been. So I think we need to look into that and see if there's a better way to, to crank those suckers up. Even like those auto reelers, the thing I like, I, I I know that a lot of guys go, auto reeler, you can't. Well, up here we're allowed to use them, which nothing yeah. says we can't. And the advantage to me is, is the auto reeler is not so much that it reels it in because it won't reel in a fish for you. It will, uh, uh, you know, small, those things are designed to, and I think a yo-yo is what they're called in lower okay. 40, you use them for like catfishing. Just okay. something that if I'm hand lining it, it's just sucking that line behind me so I could physically hand line a fish in. Okay. And so that's more my thought on this is that gotcha. it's not a. Not reeling the fish in for you, but. Right. It's it's helping it, you keep, just maintain my line. line. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it won't, I mean. But I don't know if that'll work on those particular tip ups. Yeah, it's something we'd have to look into. Because I think those are, those real. They got the little the the the, wire, the wires and yeah, I don't, maybe the we rod that goes through it, and then it almost like you need something to clip onto the top of that rod to spin it. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. There's a couple different thoughts that we could try and work around, but I agree. You get one of those big ones that could really suck on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, in a good way, yeah. a good kind of suck. suck because yeah. I mean, let's face it, you first gotta, world problems, right? <laughs> when you're hand lining in a 13, 14 inch trout. Or maybe that big old, whatever that was, that burbot or that sand. He was a, I'm pretty sure that dude was a chum. Or not chum, but char. Char. Yeah, I mean, he was still a bloody big fish, 26 was, inches. Yeah, some size to him. Uh, yeah, he did. All right. So, anyway, pause this whole thought on the podcast for just a second. 
So we had to hit an outhouse because I had to use the bathroom because it's, you know, I don't want to pee in the woods if I don't have to. I mean, I don't mind it, but it's one of those things of we are still technically in town here. And interestingly enough, it is a $50 fine to get caught smoking or vaping inside an outhouse. Really? <laughs> it had a big sign in there. <laughs> was, huh. I was like, really? That's interesting. Even in Alaska. Huh. Well, it's sad they have to put vaping up. Man, that's such a... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Hold on a second here. I'm going to slide on over. I want to take a quick peek at these guys. I'm going to do a little creeper action with the old cheapy binocs that I always keep in the truck. Speaking of. So, next time we go out, what I'm thinking is, is from a gear standpoint, I think it's cool to have the rods in the box. Like, it works, especially with kids. Yeah. Because they can sit on the cooler. Well, and I think the thought was, take your cooler, put the cooler in there, and the auger, and the tent, and good to go. Everything should be able to go in the cooler. Right. I think that was the way it worked, and unfortunately, by the time you start adding everything else, it starts falling out. Yeah. That cooler, in and of itself, is fairly heavy. Yeah. It's a bigger cooler. I think that having everything, even if you had, let's say, more than one or two five-gallon buckets, let's say if you just ran it as the five-gallon bucket was the setup. So in that bucket you and had rod. one rod, you had one. Well, I don't know tackle. if the rod would fit, but okay, well, so you, you have just bucket sticking a rod. out. You could stick out the top. Oh, okay, I see. Like it's I just sitting in there. Yeah, not a lid on it. Yeah. Um, and well, I was thinking a lid that you didn't see. That would be also be your seat. Uh, so they make. Uh, I'll show you this uh, another point here. We can make seats that have a cutout on one side of it. The design is is you can put your rod holder. There's rod holders designed to clip onto the edge of a bucket. Oh, I see. So you have your bucket, your seat, your rod holder, all on one. That's not a bad idea, even if you don't sit on your bucket. Yep. Just use the bucket as the rod holder. Yep. And I'm not... I think you could actually do it with a piece of PVC. Real quick, because spitballing off the top of my head. Uh, PVC across the top okay. of the bucket. Notch it, so it just kind of drops on. So like some like V-notches, hmm. so it just kind of drops on. Okay. And then literally just set a... And maybe it's a Y piece. It probably has to be a Y piece. And then just drill some holes all the way through so your rod just sticks down at an angle. Hmm. So the one, Anyways. the ones that we have that we picked up, are uh, they're metal. They're the same as the ones we've been using. Right. Same style. The, the they have the cook. big spiral thing. You know, right. It looks like a big spring for your rod to sit in. Uh, but instead of going out to uh, a, a regular base, base, it goes down to two metal loops that clip over the edge of your bucket. Gotcha. So you do have to put some water or something in the bucket to give it a little bit of weight because otherwise you can tip those things pretty easy with a rod on it and everything. But, I mean, if you're catching fish, you want to play split fish. So, See, I think we could make, I really think, give me some time on some PVC. I think we can get some, like, slip-together PVC things that, like, wise out. So the, the only thing that I would be concerned, I, I hear what you're saying. and Sure. Like, the, I, I can see what you're talking about. <clears throat> the only thing that I would have the hiccup on is PVC gets brittle and hard to move and put together in the cold. Well, maybe maybe it's just permanently set up and it's just it's just big enough. Like we use like a square base that just slides down in the in the in the bottom of the bucket and fill it with like sand or then something. Then you're negating the weight. Yeah. The well, thing with the water is you can dump the water out back on the ice. True. You know you but can it, you can fill it from the hole that you you've cut and you have weight and then you can dump it out and you have no weight. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's just it. Just use the water and be done with it. Yeah, but neither here nor there. I think at PVC we could do something similar. But I think if a guy had it set up to where you had 
like I think about like I always think in terms of me and my kids. Yeah. Because that's like my 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 core group. Yeah. Yep. Much as I like you, Brandon. Love you like a brother, but we want to take the kids out. I want to take the kids out, and I always have to think in terms of I have to solve my kids. Yeah. So for me, it's a matter of even with those little boxes that we were talking about earlier. Sure. I have enough hooks in there that I can set up. I can rig a hundred guys, probably. Well, not quite, but you know, I yeah. can rig. Yeah. So I can rig twenty guys. Sure. If I can rig twenty guys, I can rig two kids and an adult. Yep. And I want to have three tip ups in there because mm-hmm. we're allowed two rods. Yeah. If we each had a rod, in theory. And so, or maybe two rods, and I just run two tip ups. So, so maybe four. Take, so if we take my vision is with a with the setup we have, right? You don't have a lot of space. No, space is actually so, at a premium. You don't realize it until you go. Oh, oh yeah, and oh. that's the other thing is, man, we were a little crowded in there today. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff everywhere, man. So uh, with two heaters, because let's face it, you're gonna need at least two heaters. Yeah, you're gonna need on a cold day. You have one of two options. Bring a lot of propane bottles, little ones, like the little camping bottles. Little green ones, yeah, little the green ones. Or you figure out a way to rig up your Mr. Buddies to a five-gallon bucket or a five-gallon propane bottle. Well, they have those hoses, and I have yeah. the hose to put a, a five-gallon bucket, uh, not bucket, yeah. five-gallon propane tank. problem is they each need a five-gallon propane tank. So there now you have ten gallons of propane. Ten gallons of propane. You have two heaters, and then you have to figure out, okay, if you're doing buckets... You really don't want to do one bucket per setup. Right. Well, and here's the other thing. It's like if, for example, we know that you and I are going out, right? Yeah. We could easily set it up to... So, I mean, I here's the thing. I think we could get it down to where we have, like, a bucket that you and I use. Yeah. And then we do an exist, like, an, excellent, like an extra bucket for the kids. Yeah. And that might be the best way to go. Like, have, like, a two-man bucket. Inside, you have two pop-ups, all the hooks you need. All you add is bait. Yep. And literally that's all that's there for. It has the stands, has everything to just put. You can put, sit on them if you need to. Yeah. Four lines in the water because yep. you have two pop-ups, two rods. True. And then you just pack your rods with you. Well, you and, could even put the bucket, the the rods in the bucket. Well, right. But my point is, is we do have a sled. Out. So, but well, my no, point. They, you put, so I see it where you put the, the bucket's just sitting in the sled. Oh, okay. And then, all right, so you pull up where you need to go. You pull the tent out, pop the tent out, grab those buckets, put them inside, and done. I so see we're not grabbing the more th- times you have to go back and forth. Right. The less efficient and less and the more potential for cold and yeah, all that stuff. Ten below, yeah. fifteen below. So it's, if it's you cold. just grab the bucket, you take the tent out, throw the tent up, grab the heater, put the heater in there, grab the bucket, put the bucket in there, you're good to go. Not a bad, not a bad idea. So, um, chairs being one thing that we'd have to throw in there is like if you're gonna okay. with the kids, you're probably gonna want to have camp chairs because sitting on buckets, kids don't like necessarily. But even for us, throwing chairs on top, I'm not opposed yeah. to that. I just think we need to be more organized about how much stuff we're taking out on the ice. For sure. I mean, let's be honest about it. I burn through one hook each line, mm-hmm. so and I, I rigged three today. Yeah. So three hooks and three pieces of weight. Yeah. That I rig, that I had to rig because they were fresh. It. And that was it. Yep. You don't need a lot. This is not like you're going out and having to throw different spoons and different lures and different, you know. Right. Well, we are using bait. So exactly. How much of our other stuff do we do? I mean, take salmon fishing for example. When we go out for kings on ship, mm-hmm. reality says. I am other than bigger hooks, I need a bigger box. Yeah. I really only need the same amount of stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean I really could get away with it with just really when I'm plunking. Yep. Because you need a bobber and there's a few other things you need. Sure. But 
in reality, it states that I could just literally go out there with a box, maybe yeah. two, and call it a winner. I, I agree. Um, and I think for ice fishing specifically, right. it comes down to the cold part of it. You are out in the cold. Yeah. You so, can't screw around. Yeah. It is. All right. Get to where you need to go. Get everything set up. Get everything in efficient, in and out, and just Boom. get it done. So. Yeah. Versus when you're going to ship and it's, you know, 50 70. Degrees. Well, yeah. And the 50. cold side, 50 degrees. And, you know, and that's if it's raining or something. But, yeah, you just walk out to your spot and you, whatever. But it is a But it is a hike. So, I mean, there is things to think about from that perspective oh, as well. for sure, but it's not but it's, it's not totally like you're different. it's it's not like you're walking the Russian. No. You know, it's it's you can see your car yeah across a little flat area. It's not a bad walk on the going down the ship. No. So not. it really isn't. I mean But it's one of those things where I look at so I mean back to the ice fishing. If we can just do a bucket. Yep. And even if we have it set up to where that bucket we have a lid on it. Because I think there is value in that. The reason being is that you can throw it around a little bit more. I think I'll... So, picture your lid. Mm-hmm. Circle, right? Now, take on the edge of the lid and cut, like, a crescent shape out of it. Mm-hmm. All right? The lid's still going to sit on there. Okay? Oh, I see. And just poke the... Poke the uh, the rod up. sits out, and you can put the, the rod holder connected to that crescent spot. Sure. Now, a lot of the... the and they make those. You can go to almost any of the, the you know, Bass Pro or Cabela's or sportsmen or whatever and they make those now uh there's some pluses and minuses to ones they make Uh, my dad made one that he custom made sure and the thing is pretty solid and comfortable so you take any bucket lid cut your you know side out of it put a little piece of plywood underneath and he put some styrofoam and some some sort of vinyl on top of that okay staple it all together screwed it on there you go that works so I'll, I'll show it to you when we get to the house. Uh, but, uh, like I said, you can buy those. So they're crescent, so it keeps things from spilling out, but still gives you the ability to throw your pole in there. Okay, that would work. Yeah. I think you need two bu- two buddy heaters. I think if anything... Ooh, yeah, maybe that's the- one thing we definitely learned today is we need two buddy heaters. Yeah. The thing I look at this is I kind of go, you could either do two buddy heaters or do like those, like a five-gallon propane tank with like a one big thing sticking off it. The only downside of that is... It blasts a lot of heat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of the two buddy heaters, one on each side of the... the there is some advantages to redundancy there. That, and it's easier to control. Yes. You know, we can you can turn one down to medium or one on high or both on medium, uh, you know, especially depending on your temperature. Right, because, I mean, it was definitely, as the sun went down, we wanted to crank it up. We didn't need it at full tilt. For sure. Uh, but... I think even if you said, okay, we're going to throw some green cans in the bottom of the, yeah, of the sled. But, man, you go through them so you fast. There's so many of them. Yeah, we went, we burned through a bunch. Which I, uh, I have to wonder of, hey, you were talking about refilling them. How yep. easy is it to refill those? There's suckers? a valve that you can buy, and okay. I actually have it. So it's, it's, you, it's, you take the valve, and you have to like mess with it, and it takes a few minutes, and it yeah. refills it for you. It, I'm not saying I won't do it, but it's just a pain. Yeah. And we're all busy. Another yeah. thing to do. And I'm thinking really... It's not, str- it's not like refilling just a normal propane bottle. It takes a little more energy. Well, it, it is It is refilling from the big propane bottle. But the problem is, is so I go buy propane yeah. from Trustworthy, right? Yep. And now I take that propane tank and I refill all the bottles. Well, yeah. if I spend an evening just refilling the bottles, okay. Yeah. But how many... Or you go buy... 
buy them for what two bucks each yeah i think i think what we should do is we should always have some in the truck oh yeah like like i think there should be like a backup box of stuff in the truck and have like i don't know half a dozen of them in the truck kind of thing yeah but i think really just taking a five gallon propane tank out i'll figure out how to because i have two hoses if i can figure out a way to split it i i think we can do that there's got to be an rv shop that has that no uh ah alaska industrial hardware yeah i'm sure they have all the fittings for propane well because I was uh, messing around with trying to set a forge up at one point, and they have all the hoses and the thises and that's and everything you need to do to do that. So it's really easy. Just run into AIH. So if they have a splitter that I can split off of, yep. Then I could turn around and say, okay, with that, now I can, you know, use that and just say, one five-gallon propane tank. Yes. To both machines, I don't way we go. It I would, think that's the, honestly the that, way. That's that probably we need the ticket. And you know the, the hut. The hut is what the hut is. Like, you can't change that. Yeah. The sled, in this case, we have a bloody big sled. Yeah. Which is advantages, disadvantages. So the advantages, I feel, is it's easier to pack what we need to in it. Oh, agreed. Um, you can hook it to a, a four-wheeler. Or a sled. Or a snow machine. Um, when you try and put all that stuff in a smaller... The, the biggest advantage to this one is the tall sides. Right. When you're going through deeper snow... Where we're at today where you had, you know, maybe an inch of just frosty, light, fluffy snow. Yeah. No big deal. Almost no. any kind of sled out there. Just to go get a one normal sled from Walmart for, you know, personal sliding stuff. Right, yeah. That, that works. But when you get deeper snow and you start carving into that, it tips Espe- so easy. Especially when you start getting into the, we've, uh, the blow. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, the ridges and the, the ridges and the because the, 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 the yeah. snow does blow around. Not exactly. So, much so it, been you doing. end up fighting it more with the smaller sled, or at least a sled that has shorter size. size. Right. That is the biggest benefit to this one right here is you can put enough stuff in there that you don't have to worry about it. The other thing I see as a, like a thing that we could you know do is I don't think we need to bring out. I mean, if we're going a long ways. Maybe bringing the hand auger is a good thing. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, leaving at the truck is not a bad thing. Like, we could always walk back. Truth. And we did find some stuff out about our auger. I think it's just we need to let that thing warm up a little bit more than we did a couple other times. Yeah. Once it got warm, I think it did a lot better because I didn't have any problems with it. Other no. than I felt like it was getting dull. I'm not sure that wasn't maybe yeah. some. Yeah, it it, be it's dull. been a few years since I think we actually really sharpened that sucker. So we need to, I need to take that that off and run it over my landski a little bit so yeah okay i think that'll help tremendously i can pull that off in five minutes tonight and yeah have it ready for you tomorrow but easy. anyways yeah easy i think it's just a you know easy fix yep it, it seems to run just fine just needs a little yep time to warm up yep and uh like man, everything she punched four holes quick yeah i mean a 15 below so we're driving yeah. home out right now according to the pickup so yep. and uh yeah we were at 13 inches of ice and just yeah. dropped the holes and 6,000 pound machine out there. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing I think that we made a mistake on when it comes to ice fishing, we've, we kind of got lucky the first time and you know, mirror when we went out with the kids, I think the other big thing that we kind of screwed up on is our location. I think we were a little too deep. I agree. I um, think we need so, to pull it out and go. Cause I noticed like everybody's around the edges. Yeah. And, uh, if you look at anyone on any of the social media platforms that uh, that post a lot of ice fishing stuff, you see trees fairly close in the background. Right. Especially the guys that are really successful. 
I, I do think that there's so the the thought behind that is that uh, when you cover that lake up with ice, there's now no oxygen exchange in the water. Right, and very true. So the fish are going to use up oxygen in the deeper spots fast. Oh yeah, right. And so they're going to have to start pushing out. To start so they start them. looking for shallower areas that have better oxygen, more oxygen. Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking. We, and when we looked at. Uh, Looked at the onyx where we were sitting on that lake. We were definitely in the we were a lot 35, we... 40 foot deep spot. And we th- just and when we see big, you know, big that big burbit or whatever that was, char or whatever that thing was. Yeah, could have been a bow. I don't know, but you know, I mean, it's one of those things that because it's swimming by so fast. Even yeah, at their lazy, it seems like a lazy pace for them. But yeah, they're still swimming fairly quickly. That it was right up against the ice. Yeah, and so yep, yeah. I know pike are shallow. So if we want yes. to go after pike there, I know that's I know they're a shallow water fish. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think next time we're gonna be a little more cautious of where we set up, maybe get a little more towards the edge of the lake than we have been. Um and we could always set tip ups a little deeper if we wanted to, just to see, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and the crazy part is, Brandon, uh Bay the Bay Lithic, Bay Metric maps. Yeah. Essentially, those maps where they show you the underwater, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I have those for a lot of, because I have some stuff for boating. Yeah. Where it shows me how deep things are. Yeah. So, I have things like Finger. I know I have. Big Lake. I know I have it. Yeah. Loberg. I don't know if it has it on there, because I just haven't looked. Because, but those things, I know that when I'm out there with my cell phone, with my Navtronics app, like, it can tell me where I'm at over how much water. And I should be, like, on X. Like, I should be, like, knowing kind of where I'm at. Like, within... 10 feet. We really didn't this time. We did not do very good at checking where we were. And honestly, I think it was because of the cold. Yeah. We were. We li- kind of just winged it because it was cold out. We didn't really want to take the gloves off to mess with the phones and all that stuff. And Yep. Man, it, it goes through that. Uh, it just goes to say to the, the preparation side of it. Are you looking at what you're doing and checking the maps? and Details count. Details, details count. matter. Because, man... Now, I did like the, the little tip-ups. Um, I thought those really worked well. They covered the holes well. Yeah. And those holes didn't ice up at all. I they did impressed. slightly. I mean, but they sat out essentially in 15, minus 15 with a little teeny plastic cover over them. Well, and there's a little bit of foam in there, too. But, yeah, I and I think that if I were to build my own kind of thing, I think I know how I would do it. I think I'd use a little bit of plywood and use some of that like blue foam or pink yeah, foam, that yeah. hard foam you can buy at, at uh, Lowe's or Home sure. Depot. I think it could be done. Well, yeah, easy, but is it worth the the cost of doing it versus how much did that thing cost you? 20 bucks. So, But I'm thinking like I put like a real reel on it, like a reel that's exposed up above. Mm. And so the only thing is I don't know how I would necessarily have it tip up. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't I think I think you need to do the – I, I want to get the self-setting – yeah, and that could be, you know. And you can set those down through a little blue dowel form foam yeah. over the hole so it doesn't freeze, and it'll still do the same thing. Agreed. So, um, I, I like the self. I think we need to look into that. Yeah. Because it's not a lot, just that little wire, the little specially designed wire that hooks into the top of your pole. Yeah. So... But the other, so the other thing that we need to, I think 
we, sh- we could mention is uh, um, is our line. Oh, I'm sold. There is no other way. I'm going straight braid. I yeah. I mean, I always knew mono would like coil on you, and it does that even in the summertime. Yeah. And I like braid on my salmon rods. I like braid on virtually everything else I use. But I literally went out and I bought the smallest braid I could find, which is like 15 pound test. Yep. And I always run leader. Like, so you have five feet of leader. Like, yeah. that's standard to me. Yeah. But I was like, I my mind, mine dropped straight. It dropped true. It dropped all that stuff. Just boom. Yeah. Yours was all coiled up and Dude. nasty over there. I was so, like, oh. I did two things today. Uh, I changed out my uh, my reel. So, I have the, the ice fishing pole with the big fly-looking reel on it. Right? And, yeah. That's eh, what it came with. And uh, I put, uh, initially, mono on there. Um, and it did okay. Problem I had with it was is it kept coiling around the reel and it just didn't didn't reel very well and it was just kind of eh. So I did some research and I heard people talking about uh, getting uh, sink tip fly line. Uh, fly line, and that works really well for ice fishing because it the sinker tip yeah yeah pull your line down blah yeah. blah blah right okay yeah. so I'm on board so the, far I'm on board yeah so I put some of that on my. Uh, my reel today now as soon as that thing hit the water it just that iced up it it didn't ice up the line got very very cold and it would not stretch out so as that line's going down it's just kind of kinked up and just it did not lay out like it needs to yeah so um i went back to to mono after that because i didn't have any braid with me which i have at the house which is going to get changed out (laughs) um so it went back Lessons to learned. yeah, went back to to mono, um, but it's still I just could not get that mono to lay out nicely. Right, and is it imperative that you use mono versus braid? No, but I just like the way braid works. Like it just dropped down nice and smooth. It was you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, did all especially ch- with that ice when it's that cold. Yeah, going down in very very cold water, man, it worked really well. Yes, it did. So. What else? What other lessons did we learn today? Uh, I like so, so I've had a couple different kinds of ice cleats being out there. Sure. And I went to more like the crampon style ones where they like teeth poking mm. down by like maybe quarter inch or something like that. Yeah. I bought them off of Amazon. Yeah. By the way, we could have a whole podcast about your favorite place to shop for sporting goods. Mm. I'm yeah. wondering if Amazon's not becoming it just because I can say get it to me and I'll have to try and chase into Anchorage not disagreeing with that but I, I still I, like I still like going into Bass Pro I still like going to Cabela's for me there's something about putting your hands on it before I look at it well but when I know what it is and I know what I want true to just ship it done but anyways I, 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 I we digress yeah so I had those like like ones like rubber ones that stretch over they have like little like little, like tits almost like little like pimples <laughs> yeah uh, you know Bad boobies. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Well, but they're just these little hard little rocks. like, And they work just fine, like, getting around. Like, they're great for throwing your shoes when you're going through a parking lot. Or, I mean, even getting out on the ice, they were fine. They yeah. gave me the grip. The problem was is that it didn't provide any insulation because there was no, like, the, one of the advantages to, like, the ones with the teeth, like the quarter inch, yep. is it gave a little bit of an air gap. Sure. And I was, yeah. my feet, even though it was colder today, yep. far warmer. Yeah. I mean... Head and shoulders warmer. And you were wearing the same gear, right? Same setup? Uh, like, same boots, same socks, same... Same socks. Boots were different. Okay. Um, but 
these are not my, so I normally wear my rubber ones, and they yeah. are, and I did look, and they're both the same Thinsulate Graham rating on the side. Okay. The other ones are my rubber boots, my rubber muck sure. boots. yep. And these were just lace-up Keens. Yeah. That are, you know, designed to be a colder, wintery. wintery boot. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I, I punched all the holes. So, I mean, they got wet. I never, my feet never got wet. Yeah. Because they do have, like, a Gore-Tex liner on them. Yeah. Um, so, is it the boot, maybe? Maybe. But I do think the air gap helped a bunch. Because, like, when I was messing around and, like, put my heel down. Yeah. You start feeling that heel get a little chillier. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I like the, what you had on there. Yeah. Um, especially for ice fishing. I'd... Well, the only thing is with them, if, if you say, man, these guys sold it, I'm going to go get us at Amazon. Really? I think they were like 25 or 30 bucks. Yeah. But the, the one thing that I, I'm not a fan of the way they are uh, is if you do need to take them off. They suck. You have to take the boot off. Yeah. So I these are just dedicated boots that I'm using at the house for literally like going snow blowing, like ice fishing. That's that's what these boots are going to be dedicated for is doing something outside where I need it. Yeah. And so that, so that you do almost dedicate your boot to it, number one. Number two is they work great on asphalt. They work great on ice. They work great on your lawn. They work yeah. great on all that. You get them on that smooth, hard surface we call the garage. Dude. You can be, be careful to not bust your keister really so, fast. I've done that. <laughs> we have a... Uh, so when I worked in the fire industry, they had similar. Similar. They weren't as you know. Yours, if you have you ever seen anything of like Glacier Explorer movies or anything like that, they kind of look like that. They have that kind of look. Right. The ones we use in the fire service were uh, they had the screws on the bottom. Oh yeah. So it was like a a, a second sole that you strapped onto your shoe. With right. A ton of those all over it. But man. I've watched guys come busting into the ER, bringing a patient in, and hit that slick floor in the ER. Oh, in the, in the ambulance just, bay? Whoop. Yeah. Yep. Well, they're okay in the ambulance bay. Oh, yeah, You could get true. away, but then you hit that slick tile. Oh, yeah, tile. That'd do it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I got it entertaining. So, yeah. I mean, so there is downsides to them, but I do think the good ice crampons were good. Yep. Uh, the other thing I did... Um, is I got a little different thermal underwear on today just because mm. it was so cold. Yeah. But last time, my problem was not my legs. My problem was my toes. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I actually was very, when we started and we got those two heaters cranked up, I actually even thought about taking off the snow pants. Yeah, you were, you, were, you had that it conversation was, going. But yeah, it yeah. was warm. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> it's uh it cooled so, off quick when those heaters start going out. Yeah. The other thing is, I would also say that if I, when I go to replace these pants, they're fine snow pants. Yeah. But to get in and out of them are just a pain. Like, ever live an ass? Going with the zip up side. Oh, like Carhartt yeah. style. Yeah. Like the working style that yeah. guys that come in and out of the, you know, in and out of the shop or whatever yep. all day long. Yeah. There's a reason why they do it the way they do it. Yeah. Yep. Those are very nice. I've uh, worked in construction before. Those are are good yeah and you can get some that are maybe not carhartt brand uh like walmart used to carry walls. some that are the walls brown yeah, yeah you know i mean they're not bad 60 bucks yeah. versus 120 yeah and you know yeah. honestly they're they do what you need to do well and it's not like we're out in this all day long every day neither one of us have those kinds of jobs exactly anymore. yeah but and when you're out ice fishing or doing a little bit outside it, it does what it needs to do right so yeah the food for thought yeah, but I think going small, going minimalist, I think is going to be ultimately where we're going to go at. Just because, now, yeah, uh, I mean, just because I think 
just you start getting too much junk and it's just it weighs you down yeah too much time setting up too much time tearing down and man that teardown time was just it was it almost got to be miserable because it was just cold yeah we were cold yeah, I mean, we, nice thing was the truck was literally 10 feet away. Yeah. So we auto-started yeah. it. Because yes. if we had to tow that thing all the way back over across that lake in that kind of cold. Oh, it would have been miserable. That would not have been fun. Um, but the other guy in the lake probably, he had to do it because he had a little car. Yeah. So he couldn't get, I mean, he could have gotten out on the ice. He could have gotten out there, but. Yeah, he didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yep. Um, pole size. Pole size. So my yeah. my pole, the one I have, is in the two foot, if that. It's the small ice fishing pole. Ice fishing pole. Yeah, I bought one off of Amazon. This is the downside to Amazon. They call it an ice rod, but it's really a dock rod. Mm-hmm. But I still am going to challenge you to king salmon on the dock rods because I got two of them. So I have also, it's it's Similar. a little shorter than a dock rod. Uh, I think I found this at Fred Meyer back in the day. Um, it is about the same size as an ice fishing pole, but it's stiffer. Mm. So it's not as flexible, not as bouncy. Um, and it rigs up like a, a lot of those ice fishing poles, they just have like a little plastic ring that slides over. You right. don't actually screw in your, your reel. Right. Um, this one has a screw in right reel um but yeah i i will uh say yes let's uh let's throw down for uh some kings this summer on on, on ship. ship let's see who can land a uh uh any do we want to put a size on it cuz let's face it if you if you have a dock rod and you bring in a you know a little jack does that count recordable cuz jacks aren't recordable okay there we go so let's just say we'll use the state regulations. All right. Because if we have to record it, yeah. you know, that, that 20 inch kind of thing. Yeah. And most of those fish are 25 to yeah. 28 inches, anyways. So, yeah. you know, they're usually, right. they're usually 15, 20 Recordable. pounds. Recordable. Recordable. Game on. <laughs> so we're going to have to see how those rig up with uh, pol- with uh, reels because you're going to have to have a little beefier reel. Or are we going to say that it has to have that little teeny ice fishing reel? Well. Because, A, there's not that much line on that ice fishing reel. And if you're going to have a small... Yeah, we should we should really go like... Yeah, because if you're going to have a, a, a small rod, you're going to have to do some... Play, some play, it some play in it, which means you're going to have that little more reel. A little more... Yeah, okay. I'll so, grant you that. I think you can spin them on and off. I think that it's not like a slide-on one, like, the, yeah. like a little ice fishing rod. But, I, I, so, but anyways, I think we can do it. If we can, game on. Let's do it. I... I think one way or the other Oops. we'll be able to... Yeah, someone went off over there. <laughs> uh, I think one way or the other we'll be able to get, get something in on those. Even if it's taking it up to uh, uh, Montana. Yeah, okay. We can land I mean, a chum on it. Yeah, that would work. Let's face it, a chum is... <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. But we'll do something. We'll do something with them. And maybe it'll be ice fishing reels with uh, trying to uh Here, I want this engine. to be. So the state has a, a Grand Slam you can get for yeah. salmon. Right. And if you can document that you got a Grand Slam at one of every species of the five salmon that are, they'll send you a little certificate. Right. So in, in one in one season, you right. have to get one of each. So 
if we can land a king on that sucker, then I think we should go for the Grand Slam on, oh, on an ice a dock pole. Or a dock pole? Dock pole. Okay, dock pole it is. <coughs> Excuse so. me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down to try. Yeah. I'd say ice rod, but I think we'd break them. They're just, yeah, they're, they're just, not designed for that. No, they're not. And they're just, not, the quality's not there. Yeah. A dock rod, yeah, I think we could do it on a dock rod. But an ice pole, I think we should, I'll get, I'll take the, the, the dock rods, I think I'll set those aside for the moment. Yeah. And I think we'll put the, the, uh, we'll get some ice, I'll get a little ice pole. Yep. And we'll put ice poles out there. I think going small, going minimalist with our gear. Sure. Other than the heaters and the tent and the auger and the. Yeah. Shovel, because you got to have a shovel. There's enough big stuff. Oh, we didn't even talk about the shovel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's all in the time. I, I, so I literally was at the house today and just grabbed a shovel. from Because all my shovels, all my flat shovels, sit kind of right by my house. So there's the, there's the ice chipper there. There's a couple of snow shovels. And there's some little just kind of short-handled little flat shovels. So I grabbed one, didn't think about it. And it was just a regular, like, yard flat shovel that you yeah. use in the middle of summer. Yeah. Now it was, you know, so it's just that flat shovel. About that you eight use. inches wide. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get out on the ice. I look at this and, huh, I got to move a decent amount of snow with uh, not a lot of shovel space. So now they do make uh, the little collapsible shovels, like the backpacker shovels and stuff. Yeah. For like so avalanche for, shovels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if you're talking about doing something minimalist, Minimal space, minimal. That, that would be an option. That is an option to go out there because you can move enough snow with that. It's a little easier than trying to do it with the. Well, it's also light. It's light. Um, so, however, for ten dollars, you can get those little all plastic shovels from Walmart. Oh man, you, you can get them. The one I got was five bucks. Yeah, I think they're I think they're ten now. Well, you probably bought it like three years ago, and they yeah, the inflation, dude. Yeah. And it's funny how that works because yeah. I found ice scrapers there for a dollar. Like good ones in the summer. In the summer. Oh yeah. So you gotta. Alaska's all about shopping the the off season. For but anyways, sure. For sure. Especially with all these guys moving in and out. Yep. Um, but a good shovel out there is gonna be a huge thing. Um, and again, and something can move some snow too. Because I mean, if you're talking about going out there, if we go out there in end of February, Mar- beginning of March, there's a strong chance that we're gonna have a lot more snow than we do now. Right. We may not be able to get the truck out there. Yeah. Well. You'd be surprised. You get out in some of those like like Finger Lake and those things where there's enough snow blow, snow drift. Yeah. Um, and guys tend to pack those roads down pretty good. Yeah. You yeah. make a there <laughs> there's a pretty pronounced road where guys right. have driven out on those lakes. So anyway, um, a good shovel. I think that's something we should look into. Something that can fold up and be really easy to go in that back of this uh, in, in in the sled. Yeah. So again, it's a space thing and. I think things that are pinned together. Yep. I think we need to look at, you know, how do we pin versus bolt? Because like for like the sled, like the sled. Mm. The other thing is, is I don't know. I, I like what you did with the with the little pull thing, the handle, the handle. Yeah. However, part of me kind of goes, I kind of wish it was maybe a little bit bigger. Oh yeah. And maybe a little longer for our backs. I you don't mean know. The the handle or the. The handle wider or maybe longer out. You know what I mean? Like so, it look. doesn't go longer out because then I mean I can't make it longer out without buying a whole nother setup, and I don't know if they make them any longer than that. I gotta look at it. I might You'd be able. To, to, I might be able to unbolt it and make it work. We'll see. But I think I think um, if we well, change it's designed it. to hook up to a snow machine. 
Right. But so it's yeah. it's it's not designed to be pulled by you know, two guys. Two dudes. You yeah. know, they designed it to with a. It's got the where I put that that bar uh, bar that wooden plank across there. That's where it's designed to connect to the snow machine. Yeah. True. So yeah. extending that, it's not designed for it. Um, they don't uh, really. Yeah. I I don't know. I might be able to figure something out. But anyways, we digress. I think it's. I think if we can just get it smaller, lighter, because that sled in and of itself probably weighs 20, 30 pounds. Yeah, it's the sled's not. It's not light. Not light, but it's not heavy. Either. No, so. it's just one of those things. By the time you start throwing everything yep. together, it starts it all starts adding up. Yeah, definitely some things we can change. Um, we'll start. Uh, so, but yeah, knowing your gear, knowing what you're. And what with pike, to do. you know, we're gonna have to think about like we could even fit. We have to think about stainless steel leaders or True. cable leaders because they got some vicious teeth on them. True. Or if we're gonna end up doing uh, a bigger hole and doing some spears and a whole bunch of stuff to think about. Oh, spears! So, anyway, seventy-five dollars at Bears. I get what I got a buddy who'll give us one. Yeah. So, mm, I got a saw. Yep. Sure. All right. All well, right. Well, we're, we're, we could sit here in Babylon, but True. again, I don't care what it is, bear baiting to. Ice fishing to going out on ship, we should really pay attention to how much crap you're bringing with you because you have to pack it in, you got to pack it out. It's, yep. It gets to be a lot. Absolutely. All right, well, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, yeah. Hit us up well. on uh, the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Sourdough Outdoorsman Podcast. And, uh, yeah. Tell us what you think. Give us some suggestions. Absolutely. We love that kind of stuff because yep. it just it helps us hone our craft so to speak sure thing and uh go to whatever podcast listening device uh, platform you have whether it's itunes or google or stitcher and give us a good rating and, and if there's uh, that one just kind of helps us normally use that you just found us on one of the one the other ones because like when i listen to other people's podcasts i have several different platforms i use if there's one we're not on that we missed somehow hit us up hit us up we're more than yep. happy to try and change that it's easy enough to uh, do. It just takes time and a little bit of energy, and I'm happy to do it. Sure thing. All right, All right. man. Well, I will chat with you later. Sounds good. Till next time. Okay.